That's it. That's yeah, it. We're ready. We're live. This is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Okay. I guess we should talk about Lions Bar, right? Yeah, let's get into it. So, pretty much, nothing crazy going on this year with the newspaper. Nope. Not but really. we have a podcast now. We have a podcast. That's this. Which Ari Gordon and Aiden Lieberman are in charge of. This is cool. It is pretty cool. This is cool. <laughs> I'd agree. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, starting with the year and war in general, what's your thoughts? How does it feel to be back? What was your thoughts on the summer issue? You know what? You know what? It feels good. It feels good to be back, you know, doing stuff. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff last year, but this year, you know, seeing people, lack of Zoom, I'm... I'm all for it. Oh, because also your first year of Aurora was on Zoom. My right? first year of, of Aurora was hundred percent Zoom. Ugh, that's that's really horrible. It was it was Zoom and uh, yeah the occasional uh, Newton Center bonding. The Newton Center bonding experience, you know. But the classics. masks. That was when we were wearing oh, masks yeah. <laughs> outside. So much fun. You know, no, not fun. Well, yeah, I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. lines roar. Is uh, is going good. Everything is everything is looking good. Um, the summer issue went well. I would say. I would say. Uh, you know, everyone got their articles in. Everyone wrote about interesting topics. Um, I'm genuinely impressed that senior staff made us do it, like in a good way. Yeah, like like, was, like that everyone wrote over summer. Yeah, because I feel like it would be hard to motivate kids. I mean, it was hard to motivate me. I didn't answer any of my messages. Oh yeah, no, but. Yeah. I know I'm impressed. I think it was really good for starting into the year to already have an issue, to already have reporters. Like yeah, that's pretty impressive. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and it is impressive, and it is you know kudos to senior staff. Um, you know, there's the ones that are organizing everything. There are the ones that are putting in the hours. So you know, I I can't imagine doing it. I really it's, yeah, it's crazy. That's a lot of hours. Yeah, I, I, I have when I was in, when I edit I like complain about going to a meeting once a week and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and editing for 15 minutes yeah but, no. yeah yeah they're putting yeah, in it's you know, crazy. three four hours a day Oof, it's a lot of roar yeah i respect it though. yeah i respect it but um over the summer you know everyone got their stuff in um and it's a i think it's a great issue i mean i've i've been an editor for three issues now this is the fourth i guess this is you know my work for the fourth mm-hmm. issue so for the first three, I mean, I think everything went really well, especially the summer issue. Um, yeah, I'd, ag- I'd agree. And I, I like what um, what they're doing with new designs, new, uh, what are they called? CC yeah, libraries. CC library, CC styles, yeah, I mean, creative that's the, cloud. Those hadn't been changed as far as I understand. I remember I went on my sister's laptop and she started freshman year and they're like, they were the same ones I was using freshman year. Oh, wow. Year. Yeah, like they, they never changed them up until... Yeah. Sophomore year. You could call it consistent. Yeah. Consistent. It's pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah. But also, I much prefer the... I like the new graphics. Yeah, I, I like, like it too. It's much nicer. Yeah, I like the... Um, there's there's an emphasis this year that uh, that we're getting vibes of, of uh, white space. Yeah. You know? We're, uh, we're trying to make the paper, you know, more visually appealing. And, I, think, uh, I think it makes it look more professional. I think so have, too. Like, I think it makes it look so clean, busy. you know? I'd agree. No, because yeah. a real newspaper doesn't have a million different, yeah, like drawing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's. I I think, I think the idea that, um, that like the font or the shape of the text is just as important as the graphic is like really a big deal. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, 
because you could have like a beautiful graphic, but if it doesn't fit the article, then it's not, it's not what you need. Yeah. 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 Um, this year, you know, this is, uh, what the fourth issue that we're going into? Um, I think so. 38, 38, four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, the one thing that's different about this compared to the other issues I've been an editor for is that we actually have reporters this time. Oh, the, so, the um, room was packed. It was during packed. During Windblock. Yeah, during Windblock and, uh, you know, the line blocks where they're holding meetings. Um, I didn't even necessarily need to be there, but, you know, I went just to, like, see what was up and meet some other people of the lines or new reporters, you know, new people working on the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people. Like, I'm used to... Whenever we, whenever we see the lines were people like in advisory, you know, it's just like I'm used, to, I'm used to just seeing the editors. That's but true. But now yeah. I see like editor, and the only time that I see editors with their reporters was on Zoom. Yeah, and I was talking to someone about the newspaper staff, and I, I honestly thought it was so much smaller. I was like, I don't know, maybe about twenty something kids, but it's twenty something staff, staff members. Yeah, and then like that same amount in reporters or more it's crazy the amount because i don't think about the fact that for every for every editor they're like managing one or two articles yeah and with a different reporter for each one generally speaking. yeah yeah and like sports like sports has it's just a lot of editors a lot of yeah a lot of editors yeah. and i think a lot of reporters too mm-hmm. and i that's something i miss i think being on ops i i sort of regret not I've never written anything for any section besides ops, and I've only ever edited for ops, which... But you were good at it. I mean, I was good at it, or you could <laughs> say I was too lazy to do interviews. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, I was... You definitely could say that, because I was too lazy to do interviews, but... Maybe. I, I liked being an ops editor. Just because it's... So, I, I find it so fun, because you're just expressing your opinion. Exactly. And that's... What else could you ask for? Yeah, nothing's more fun than talking about what yeah. you believe. No, it, you know, it, you know what it's like. It's um, it's like a English class discussion, but you just get to write it down. You just write down whatever you want yeah. instead of having to follow a guideline. Yeah, that's what's sick. Yeah, you just say what you want. Yeah, I wrote um, I wrote an article for Opinions at the beginning of the year, um, and that was really fun. I also really liked Opinions. Um, yeah, not doing interviews. Interviews are a lot of work. They sh- Interviews, sure uh, they are. take a lot, a lot, a lot more time than uh, than the average newspaper reader or an average person might might mm-hmm. uh, might think. You yeah, know, there's a lot of a lot of steps of the process, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. it is very rewarding. Yeah, I would say the potential for an article article to be like really good with it, uh, article with like a bunch of interviews and different sources versus just your opinion. I mean, I feel like uh, just writing yourself can only take you a certain way. But there's something yeah, to be said saying. about having an article with tons of perspectives. Um, like, Fold sometimes is crazy because of the interviews they get. So Yeah. Yeah, it does make it... It does give it another level of, uh, you know, like, legitness and uh, quality to have, like, to have... Um, especially, like, for news to get, like, respected uh, experts and politicians. That's lots true. Lots of times. Yeah, you know, no. Yeah. I think it's impressive... Uh, the amount of people Rourke can get to interview. Yeah. And sometimes I forget the fact that all these people you hear about on the news or specifically like locally in Newton, they're, they're not like you can interview them very yeah, easily. They're just people. You know? uh, yeah, exactly. And that's really cool. And I think being part of Rourke's staff has really shown me how if you put your mind to do something and actually like ask people for stuff, 
90% of the time, stuff you thought is not possible is easy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And I totally am experiencing that too. Like when I'm doing interviews and there's people that I'm like, that I like decide I want to reach out to, Mm -hmm. I notice like I can just send this person an email requesting to talk to them and ask them questions for any topic that I'm curious about. Yeah, like, and, and they're excited about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not even like they don't want to do it ever. Yeah. People love to be interviewed. Yeah, exactly. Which is really something that I think Roar has, like, brought out. It's like, I can just, you can just reach out to people and just ask them stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Roar as a whole, more than anything at school, has taught me the most, like, real-life experience working with other people, writing, like, talking to people. Because I've never been forced in a position where I had to ask someone for something. Like, the getting ads, the, did you have to do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, was, yeah. I hated that. Really? Like, it's such a, like, useful experience to have, to have to get, like, get some... Like, selling call, ad call contracts? companies and ask, yeah. Like, that sucks, but... So, it's, should I give some, some backstory yeah, to yeah. that? So, for uh, those who might not know what we're talking about, basically, um... In the process to become an editor, um, one requirement that the that the overheads have you do is you have to sell ad contracts to local businesses and uh, organizations, that kind of thing, so that the paper can be funded, so we have enough money to print the newspaper um, and spread it around. And it's like it's the new reporter's uh, job, you know, to like prove their prove their worth, basically mm-hmm. prove their ability, their uh, initiative dedication yeah their dedication um and it's the reporter's job to actually reach out to companies uh ask them to buy ad contracts you know and then work through the process and uh you know get that whole thing sorted out um and it is kind of a laborious process a little bit because you know it's not easy like like asking companies you don't really you don't really know just asking them hey will you buy will you put advertisements in our newspaper like you're dealing with money um takes takes some initiative yeah it feels weird because you're putting all the sort of let's say no one buys anything or no one like like or they don't like the newspaper like that's all on you so it's like at least for me it was super scary to be like um you have to put your trust in me to put your money and put this ad in the Yeah, exactly. Room. You're putting you're um, kind of putting yourself on the line. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I mean, this isn't the same thing, but uh, the graduation issue we have every year where we have uh, we sell ads to kids' parents to oh, graduate yeah. oh. them. And you have oh. to call every single... Oh you have to call about 600 kids. Not literally. Like, okay. You have to call, I think... I call, like 20 parents. It's like, I think it's more than that, but it's a lot. It's a lot of parents. You and, have to... Yeah, you have to... And you pray, you pray they don't answer three times in a row. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, how often do you like? How often do you see a phone number? Take out your phone, dial the phone number, and then call the person that you don't know, like a person. Yeah, I and think, you have to like, you feel like an, you know, you feel like a salesman. I, you have to sell to them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um more than half of probably my phone calls in like twenty twenty. We're from grad grad issue. Like, oh yeah, I don't call anybody. Oh yeah, more than that for me. More than that. Yeah, it, it was um, it's uh, it's kind of scary and, um, you know, most people when they pick up the phone now, uh, no one really wants to have a conversation with like 
some rando that's calling yeah. them. They don't Especially know Especially a rando asking for, for money. Exactly. You're, yeah, that's who you are. You are you know how no one likes randos asking for money? Well, that's you. Yeah. You know, you have to be that guy. Really. Um, but also, there's something to be said, like, sometimes I forget. I mean, sitting here and talking about it now, I'm like, oh, it's so much fun, or oh, it's it such an experience. But it's crazy how much during Roar, there's like all these sort of activities that are not labeled as fun or like you don't want to do them. Like going to paste up sometimes can be like not fun because you want to live your life or you don't want to go and sit somewhere and work on a work on a uh, Google Doc and edit stuff or make a page for hours. But like looking back on the times that I did go to paste up or I worked on the article or I even grad grad calls or getting the ads like those are all fun like Fun's not the word, but important experiences. Important, and I honestly, I feel like I'd be in a much different situation if I didn't do Roar. I think it's been important to my confidence and the amount of effort I put into stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because school sort of teaches you to put in no effort. Um, like for 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 a project, you just want to get a good grade. If you do, if you don't put a lot of effort in, but you get a good grade, that's sort of like job well done. For yeah, Roar, it's the opposite. You kind of feel crap. Like you want to put in effort, regardless of the outcome. You, you want to work on it. Yeah. Because you signed up to do it. Yeah, definitely. It is very character building. It does teach you a lot of skills you need. So, um, to everybody listening who's not currently in Lions Roar, do Roar, join Roar. Yes. A hundred percent. And we may do some sort of podcast explaining certain aspects. We're oh, not yeah. going to do that now. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon, we'll have to At some see. point in time. Some yeah. point in time. Um, yeah. So moving on, how's cross country going? So cross country's going pretty good. Um, I guess for those who may not know, um, I'm on the cross country team at Newton South, um, NSXC, um, and it's great. You should join that too. Maybe it's a little late for this year, but you know, yeah, next year for sure, you should do it. Uh, cross country. Yeah, I could talk about it for hours, man, but um, it's good. We had a meet today, actually, at a Cold Spring Park, home territory, the Lion's Den. Um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure about the results, who won. We faced A.B., Acton, Bo- Acton Boxborough, I believe. But, um, yeah, everybody ran well. Everybody did their best. Um, you know, our top guys finished fast. Our lower guys finished fast. You know, everyone did their thing. Everyone's working hard. And you all dressed very nicely. And we all dressed very nicely. So this is... <laughs> must yeah, thank you for noticing. Um, this is one thing that uh, cross-country does. And I think a lot of other sports as well. But, you know, I notice it in the cross-country boys. And I know a lot of other people... They take it su- the most seriously. Yeah, I, I know other people do too. But um, during the day of a meet, everybody in cross-country wears uh, a shirt, button-down shirt, uh, nice pants, and uh, a tie. Shirt and tie spirit. And, you know, it, no, it lets everyone in the school and everyone around know cross-country, we're serious, you know, we're going to go in later that day, we're going to go in hard, we're going to go in with our intentions being to win, being to, you know, be coordinated, to act like a team. Um, um, for yeah. cross-country, cross like, I don't, I gotta be dead honest, I don't even know what that entails, like, because I watched that one movie where they're like... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? There's like a movie about a cross country runner, runner, in like California or something. I don't know. Wait, is it a? You know, what I, and she, they're like running on like white, like hills. Yeah, like 
plastic covered things. Do I, I think I might know what you're talking? Is it like a uh, McFarland? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the movie. That's the only thing I know about cross country. But like, what do you guys do? Like, what do we do? Yeah, what what is it? I don't even. Because you, you, like, just run, everyone runs, and yeah. it's, like, first and last. Yeah, like... Everyone goes to the same place. So, like, um, are you asking about, uh, like, meets? Like yeah, like game, a meet. Or, uh, like, regular practices? No, a, a meet. A meet? So, meets, uh, I guess they work the way you would expect them to work, but, you know, if you don't know exactly... Like, well, if you don't know at all what that would entail... Yeah, because it's confusing, because it's, like, a whole bunch of people right it's not yeah. one person no it is it is a lot of people you know and everybody's different speeds and that you know it's got to work out and there's boys and girls so you know there's a lot of races that happen yeah and so have to be coordinated. so what would your team do the boys so are you on what is i'm on jv okay what does jv but uh jv so like the boys um i'm not exactly sure how it works with the girls but i know that um the jv and varsity team of boys like they're not separate teams like it's very it's very flexible like varsity runners will like uh oftentimes drop down to jv jv guys will be promoted to varsity and it's pretty fluid like that um gotcha yeah but but um they are different like races so like you know the varsity race will be faster than the jv race but the way it works i mean you know you arrive to your meet location in the bus and you, uh, you know, after being there for a minute, getting settled, you hit your warm up, which will be a few miles, and then you do uh, <laughs> a, few a few miles. I don't think I can run a mile. Yeah, I guess I just I'm just realizing that now. Like I say this casually, like a few miles, but like we will do like two mile, sometimes three mile warm ups. Like how long have have you been running? I've been running for since freshman year. So Jeez. two years. About. But before freshman year, could you imagine doing a three mile warm up? Well, uh, no, <laughs> uh, I did. I did. I guess I should say I did do track in uh, seventh and eighth grade. Do you pre- prefer cross country to track? Um, well, well, that's a, little, a bit of a different question because seventh grade and eighth grade track is very different from then any high school running. Got it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a very, very different scale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't do middle school cross country, but from what I know, it's about uh, you'll do maybe one or two miles a day as your total total running for practice. And uh, in the high school, you know, four miles is a rest day. Five miles is a rest Got day. It. You know, at the and and we build up our mileage during the season. And at the point that we're at now, um, you know, we're used to hearing. Sorry. We're used to hearing either eight miles, nine miles, workout, for, long for run. Eight miles, just what? Eight miles is a casual. Just after school. After school. Bro. <laughs> after school. I, I swear, I, back when I was in middle school, I mean, I'm sure it'd be different now, but I was, I could, I had like, a, I had like a, like a, like a 10 minute best mile mm. when I was in middle school or like 11. It was, it was not good. Um, yeah. I could not imagine. I get I get tired in jazz class. We have to stand up and clap to like rhythm sheets, and <laughs> I lose my breath doing that. Yeah, I don't think that's nuts. Yeah, no. Cross country works hard, man. We go. It's it's ridiculous how hard cross country works. Um, you know, and that that creates such a bond between the team. Like everyone's so yeah, you like, guys have together. To and you couldn't do it. I don't think it would be, you'd lose your mind trying to do something like that by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Some people manage to do it, but um, 
you know, me, I would have, I would have some difficulty doing uh, some all that mileage on my own. But doing it with the team, you know, it's it's fun. It's hard. It's grueling, oftentimes. Um, but you know, a lot of times it's fun, and you you get in shape very quickly. Like, like well, you don't have to. Yeah, no wonder <laughs> you 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 run one mile a day. That's a lot. That's like a a pretty deep. Like I know it does like eight miles a day. Well, uh, maybe it's like two, seven or eight miles a day. Or okay, if it was two miles a day, it would be a lot. Of yeah, I know you're saying. Yeah, I know you're saying. Um, but you really, you really work your way up. Like you start, we start off doing um, three miles a day slowly. You know, if you're, you know, and again, we do our practice runs by pace. So if you're, if you're towards the back, you, um, you'll run with a group that's your pace and you know, it'll be manageable for you. It'll be, it should never be easy. Um, it'll always be difficult, but it is something that you work and you get better at. And at the point we're at now, I mean, yeah, I, I come home every day. I tell my parents, they ask me how much did you run? And I'll say, you know, eight, nine miles. That's crazy. And I, yeah, I can't even. That's nuts. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I miss like, I miss that so much from sports. Because um, I, I still, obviously, I still get exercise. I do skateboarding now. But back when I played tennis, I missed having a team. I miss buses, bro. Buses are so fun. Oh, yeah. Like, not having that in your life makes you, like, you really take doing sports and stuff for granted. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like it, going like going home after school and then doing your work and that's it. I mean, even with extracurriculars, like, it's, like, the, the feeling of leaving school early to go do a... Meet, oh, I don't know, I guess it wasn't a meeting. Yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah. But meet, leaving school, like, a little bit early or getting out of class early. I know that happened more freshman year because they changed it, right? But mm. well, uh, it's just such a good feeling. Yeah. That's fun. I, I yeah. miss that. Yeah, there are a lot of aspects of sports that are not necessarily only the sport that are make, you know, make oh, these yeah. South sports worth doing. I think the virtue of all sports are, like, mostly yeah. not in the sport. Yeah, exactly, like... There's, there's so many moments, you know, in cross country, that's the sport that I do. Um, Norik ski as well. Um, do you do that? That's cross country skiing. I did that in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. I can talk about that too, but, um, just in general, being on any team, um, you know, sports, even other extracurriculars, but especially sports, um, you know, you get those moments like, uh, before, you know, your event, like a meet or a game. Just like hanging out with your teammates, you know, random acts of kindness are so prevalent in in sports teams or just, uh, you know, what you said, taking the bus, like going to a meet, coming back from a meet when everyone's, you know, when everyone uh, performed well, did what they had to do um, and, you know, the nerves are gone and it's just fun. Yeah. You know, those are the times when I'm really, I'm really thankful to be, uh, to be at South on a sports team. Yeah, and I gotta say, like, South South sort of, I mean, I wouldn't call it low stakes, but South sports teams, um, I, I like, I think it's good how they're, people, like, obviously there's issues with other extracurriculars not getting cared enough, like, not enough budget, but I like that South sports, like, um, I know people complain about school spirit, but I feel like the school generally, like, most of the kids respect the sports teams, but it's also not, like, forced, like, um, like forced upon you, and I, I, I don't know. I just I hated it. Um, at previous schools, and just I have friends at other schools where like, 
it's so like um they make you watch all the games and they're like this they're like all oh, that's all they care about that's all ma- that matters at the school but i think think south is a good in between between it being important but also not being the most important like do you, do you know what i mean I do know what you mean. Um, and, you know, like, a lot of t- sports t- people are, like, academics come first. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like at South, they, like, they genuinely just care about the kids, like, more than anything else. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know if y'all have bad coach or anything, but... No. Uh, that's what I see, at least. People seem to really like their teams, coaches, and sport. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and sports are different levels of intensity, too. Like That's true. Um, cross country, I mean... Again, well, co- I only have experience with two sports, but... Uh, Cross-country is probably one of the most physically intense sports, Oh, definitely. But maybe less, like, uh, upsettingly competitive as, like, football. I don't... Well... It might be... Su- yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, depends how you define competitive. I mean, you know, the, the entire school does not come to watch our meets That's true. Uh, at Cold Spring. You know, they can, but... You know, have y'all uh, have have there has there ever been like a big import? Have y'all ever made like I don't know how it works like st- state? So something? yeah, so for cross country at least there are there is like a a progression of like of uh, races and you know like the faster your school does like let's see there's a. There's, yes, there are states, there are nationals, uh, those are for boys that are insanely fast, girls too, that are insanely fast. Um, I heard that, um, what's his name, Will is super fast, but I don't know if that's... Will, uh, do you know his last name? Truncer? Oh yeah, Will Truncer. Whew. But he's, he's track. Shout he's out track. Will Truncer. He's track, right? He is track and cross country. Oh, seriously? That, that sounds crazy. To do, boys do that. both, uh, yeah. but I guess you're getting so much conditioning from the other. It's not like yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's I mean, not. It's not double. If you if you are a sprinter like Will Truncer, he's a sprinter. Um, if you're a sprinter, then doing cross country and track is a lot because it's pretty different. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're a long distance runner, the training for long distance cross country, which is just cross country, and the training for long distance track events is basically identical. Um, so it's really, it's really not like anything too crazy. It's just different. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, I don't know. That's, it's I'm, like, that's making me miss it. So, miss doing sports so much. Yeah. But, but you do jazz, right? No. Yeah, I do jazz. I guess jazz is sort of like a sport. I do a, like a good amount of extracurriculars, but they're all, not physical yeah um because jazz is like at this point i have it every day at school and then also after school but uh there's just there's not like um i don't know in some ways it's like more of a job than a sport sport because you show up to work which i guess is practice and then you have like your concerts but it's not the same thing as like practice and then a meet because you don't have the bus rides you don't have any of that stuff yeah which is kind of sad but you know it's still fun yeah uh, you guys have um like do you guys have like exhibitions of some sort like like performances yeah what do you yeah, competitions yeah. we have competitions don't exist for jazz um for well actually that's wrong when i say they do exist but they're mostly you submit an entry or like you play an audition and then you get in but it's not you don't play against someone really you're just 
playing to get into something. So there's like the Essentially Ellington and like the Mingus Festival. Oh yeah. Um, the Essentially Ellington is like a huge deal, and we got into it last year. Um, sadly, I'm not on the band that would get into it because that's the ensemble, and I'm in the combo. One of them's improv, which is what I do, and the other ones like prepared pieces. Um, I prefer improv, so I'm not complaining. But uh, so we're like right now we're practicing pieces. Every piece I think has to be played like uh, a Charles Mingus piece. Um, that's the Mingus competition. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. But like right now, you're uh, you're we're, we're practicing something to submit, and we're learning about his life and stuff. Charles Mingus. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I do not do jazz, but there was a. There was one day after uh, cross country <laughs> practice when I decided Wait, to stick had, around. That, there's a lot more to that story well, than just. <laughs> there is. Um, yeah, I don't know if we need to go into that really, um, but some people did not know where I was at the time when I was watching this uh, you this like, jazz uh, performance. I may have not explicitly told people and uh, not had my phone on, which uh, which. <laughs> You know, I understand it, but, um, no, watching you guys, I mean, it was really cool. Like, I used to do some music stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I don't do, like, a lot, I don't really do music stuff now, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. Yeah, and your brother plays a guitar in one of my, ba- in one of the bands. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. shout out Gabe, uh, yeah. electric guitarist. Well, actually, I've, it's funny, because Gabe, I guess, does jazz and skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, which is he does. What I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does Jude, right? And Jude as well, yeah. Yeah, shout out Jude. But Jude is crazy on the jazz. Yeah. Oh, I saw him. He doesn't, what's it called? Um, he Bass. He doesn't do anything else. He only plays music. But he's I'm, insanely good at it. Oh, yeah. he's He won, um, he won like, best outstanding bass player for the national competition. Really? Like, every, yeah, he's, Jude is so good. I'm trying to, there's yeah. people who are really good, but uh, at least, I'm trying to, people in our grade, like Jude and, you know, Alex Joya. Uh, no, I don't think so. The, both the, those two kids are gonna be. Uh, they probably already are like. Crazy jazz musicians, but yeah, I don't know. I have a we have a me Jude Alex Ma and Liam, who I don't know if you I don't know if you know know anyone besides Jude, but we have a quartet and we yeah, play yeah. together, and that's so fun because we're all really good friends, but we're friends first and then, musicians musicians second, so, maybe sometimes we like sit there and eat pizza instead of play piano, play music, yeah. but I don't know. I, I think I prefer that to being super serious. Yeah. Um, sort of like if, if you're running with your friends, it's a lot more fun than running by yourself or with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, your guys' practice was really cool. I mean, it was just like a one-hour, two-hour yeah. uh, rehearsal or just normal. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it was a that, class. That, that it's a class. class and, and that class is cool because nothing we play is prepared. Yeah. We just all solo pretty Which much. is very, very cool to me. And uh, I don't think I have the skill to appreciate. Like, I don't think I have the musical experience to appreciate how impressive that is. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just from an outsider's point of view, looking in, I mean, it is very cool. Like, your teacher, Miss Lindy, right? Yeah, she's so good. She's yeah. incredible. Um, so is our teaching assistant. We always have it. That, that guy who was there. Yeah, I know. We always have a teacher from Berkeley. That was, he was from Berkeley? Yeah, he, I think he goes to Berkeley. Or he does. We always have a teaching assistant from Berkeley. Um, and then they come and teach us for like three months. Yeah, wow, and, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's fun because you get to see like, I mean, obviously for me, I don't want to be a musician. So 
like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that would be super useful to other people that I don't care so much about but it's just cool to see what a lot of these kids are going to be like in 2 3 years not me though I don't want yeah. I don't want to become a musician yeah um yeah I mean you guys were flying you guys were everywhere I mean like basically from what I could understand like you guys would have a piece that you would like see for a second and then everybody would kind of play their bass bit like they would play yeah yeah they would play like uh that's called the head where it's just the melody yeah they'd play yeah um and then you'd go around the room and each person would take their turn soloing mm-hmm. um and your guys' solos were so impressive to me like I don't, I don't, I know for a fact that I couldn't do that with any instrument, um, and to see you guys, you know, each do it with, like, so many, I know everybody only played one, yeah, but, like, none of us had ever seen the piece before. Yeah, so that's, that's, like, wow, so you sight-read it, right? Yeah, well, it's not, I guess it's not sight-reading, it's, the so sight-reading's the easy part, it's improvise, sight-improvising. Yeah, wow. Uh, but yeah, and that that class specifically, that's like what it is. If you're good, that's like the class for people who are like or are good, really good at improvising. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. As I think about that, because I said I don't want to be be a musician. Do you know what you want to do when you're older? Oh, I have no clue, no man. No clue. Is that what do you what do you do? You know what you're interested in though? Like I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. No, I could not tell you. I can't that's even. Fair. I can't even rule out anything. You could mention a very obscure subject, and I, I you, couldn't even tell you. No, I don't want to do that. That's well, but that's really like that's really good. That just means you're good at like, you're interested in the stuff you want to learn. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. I think it. No, that's I think that's the right way to look at it because so many people are set on what they want to do, or people aren't set on what they want to do, but they're not set on it because they're like, lazy and they're like, I don't want to do anything. I think you're yeah. the opposite. I mean, yeah, someone who doesn't want to learn what it couldn't do the newspaper, like the newspaper's all but like. I don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah. Especially since, um, actually, I'm going to use my better judgment, not stereotype about anyone, but it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's good that, like, you don't, that you are interested in a bunch of stuff. And yeah, I would say, uh, I'm interested in a lot. Writing and doing sports is like a good mix or like editing podcasts. Definitely. All that stuff is, it's important to have balance with not just going on one side of like I don't know recreational stuff and educational stuff intellectual mm. stuff I don't know what the yeah. word would be got a nice balance going sounds like you have a pretty good balance going too yeah I, I think so I think jazz counts as a more in the sport category not the school category yeah you think so even though it's like a class I think so because I like I love it like as much as I love writing I'll never love writing as much as I love playing music yeah because writing takes brain power and jazz i can relax and play jazz but you can't relax and edit an article for the newspaper well yeah i can well you can i can relax and <laughs> well, I, I think i might have relaxed a bit too much while editing articles <laughs> in the past, but uh, all right you can't maybe you can't write an article while relaxing no you definitely cannot and you can't do you can't do and you can't do an interview while relaxing mm-hmm. that's, that's true or the process around it but i would say one thing i like about this podcast is i feel i feel like um there's there's more to be said when we're not have it scripted because there's all these conversations that would never come up if we're forcing specific questions or topics. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's a good aspect of it. Pro podcast. 
For sure. I, I, I think podcasts are probably the future, um, or definitely the future of media and conversation. I mean, I think uh, my English class, do you know about NMC? I do know about it. I don't do it, but I know about it, yeah. Um, do you do normal English, or are you global? Uh, yeah. Okay, normal uh, Regular, yeah. Junior, honors. Um, yeah. But NMC is, I think it's like, NMC, right, it's too extreme for a lot of people. Because pretty much every project is a, every assignment is a project. I, I don't think I got a test ever last year, and I probably won't get one this year. Um, or maybe I got one or two paper yeah. papers, but everything's you make a podcast, or you shoot a video, or you make a painting to relate to whatever you're thinking about. And I really think, not not that much, like obviously I think writing will still be really important, and there'll never be a where every student is taking an, an NMC type class. But I think in the future, like, I wouldn't be surprised if podcasts were an option for an English project oh, yeah. in every class oh, yeah. for Definitely. the next few years. Like, at least I hope that's what it like, because I think for a lot of kids, it's what makes sense to them. And obviously people should learn how to write, but I think it's also messed up to sort of force kids to do things that they don't feel like creatively inspired by. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Technology and podcasts are going to play a much larger role in all our classes and things that are, you know, beyond our classes. Like, you know, a hundred, not even a hundred years ago, 50, I mean, 20, maybe even 10 years ago, like, you know, the way that uh, jazz and the way that jazz takes place right now, like the way you do recordings and mm-hmm. all that, like, yeah. I'm sure that would be very different than it was even five years ago. Sure, for sure. And, and also, like, uh, 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't read the newspaper online. Yeah. Like, Lions That's are crazy. a website. Yeah. No, like, I don't even think... There was a... Uh, recently, websites didn't exist. This is all very, very, very new, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous Yeah. to think about. But I also... This is something I was thinking about recently. I feel super blessed to be part of the generation that didn't grow up. Obviously, we grew up compared to our parents with a lot more technology, but also compared to our parents with not that much more technology when you compare someone who grew up at our age and someone who grew up like two years later. I, cause, like, like you're think like you're happy that we grew up in a generation that that like, is not like so like, technologicalized. Like, I grew up if I were to play video games or I was had to watch TV, like I didn't have a phone. like my parents didn't even have smartphones when I was little. Um, I had to, like, use a really old video game console, or I had to read, like, comic books. But every kid now has, like, the iPad that they have in, like, their yeah, eye, like, yeah. right next to their face. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of makes me depressed. Like, it's sad. Uh, I mean, there's good parts to it. Kids are, like, re- much smarter now with technology and... Yeah, you think so? Of, uh, well, a hun- of course, but there's a lot of kids who are making new careers, like, influencers or whatever. Like, I think it's sort of stupid, but <laughs> it's so impressive. Um... Yeah, but I'm just grateful of the fact that I didn't grow up like one of those kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's a balance. I think, I think now we got to be thinking about uh, balance of using technology, uh, like taking advantage of what it can offer, mm-hmm. and then not like relying on it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? I like agree. like those like babies with iPads. Yeah, yeah, you know their noses in their that. iPads. Like it's like you know, it's about balance. It's like a, like a, like when kids do that, it's like a replacement for their parents being there. So, to yes. to be honest, but um, I think I don't know. I also think I guess it promotes connections that people wouldn't have otherwise. Like I 
I don't really have it, but I know kids. I know kids who have met a bunch of friends online. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think it's important to be present in the real world. Yeah. And I think there's so many things like you can go on YouTube, you can go on TikTok, you go on Instagram, scroll for hours and hours and hours, and it will feel like ten minutes. I just think that's like dangerous. Definitely. It's dangerous for me. I mean, I love reading, and I never read because I have all these things around me that are so much more instantly rewarding. Yeah. But. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. But also, I guess that's something that I've recently been appreciating about school. Like, when I get to read a good book, like this book we're reading right now, I'm, I like reading it for homework. Like, I yeah. enjoy that. This one? Yeah. Everything I Never Told You? Yeah. I mean, I wrote a book review on her other book, and I did not Oh, yeah, Little like Fires it. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I read your review on that. It was pretty good, but this one's a lot better already, like already in the first first page and also yeah. if you if you like this book i have a book to recommend you that's really good it's called uh the world according to garp i never um, heard of it it's about a dude it's pretty old and it's about a dude and it's just about him do you know um did you read little fires everywhere i did not read it no. okay but you're you're reading this i'm reading this you, I've, I've only read three chapters okay so personally i like the you know the flashback scenes where they go to like the the mom or the dad's childhood um i think that's ch- chapter three yeah, happened? no, yeah, 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 yeah. So yes. you know what I'm talking like about? Like chapter two even, yeah. That's my favorite writing in her books. She does that in all her books. Um, and I love that. And there's a book uh, called The World According to Garp where it's written in that only that form and it's just a mm-hmm. dude uh, from page one to the last page talking about his life. And I, it's just really good. And it's written just like that. And nothing like, there's no mystery or anything, but all right, it's just the writing style I think is super unique yeah. and interesting. Um, I'll throw it on the to read list. Yeah, because my my biggest problem with Little Fires Everywhere is that that part was so much better than the rest of it. And then I found a book that was only that part. So, oh, so you liked it much more. Yes. Yeah, I see. And this one so far is pretty good. And I'm I'm impressed with the school. I'm I've liked. The, oh no, actually no. Last year I read the worst books. Those books were not. Which good. books did you read last year? I don't want to get any flack for the books I didn't like. I didn't like the well, book. You're not going to get flack for but You can't get flack okay, for okay. not liking it. I didn't like the book with the three sisters. Oh, In the Time of the Butterflies? Yeah. I did not like that one. Either. I didn't like that book. There was this book we read where it was a story of like these generations of family, like generations of people and how they were like slave owners and slaves. Homegoing? Yeah. Those I, are the two books you read as well. Okay, that, the, yeah. I hated both of those books. All right, well, that's a very fair opinion. And you're very, you can very. I all right. Let me let me adjust what I said about in the time of the butterflies, which is the first book we read. I am not exactly sure how much I liked it or disliked it. I think overall I didn't really like it. Uh, I we read it a long time ago, so I can't exactly remember. Homegoing, I liked more. Um, Homegoing, okay. I'd agree. Yeah, Homegoing had a cool. Way of way style. that it was written, yeah, it had a cool style. Yeah, I think, and I guess to a li- for a little bit, I would kind of wanted to hear what happened next, but I don't know. Just reading yeah. this book reminded me how much I didn't like reading either. Like uh, those books felt like chores to read. Oh yeah, and this book, I just want to finish it. Like I was thinking about finishing it when you left, but I don't know. I don't want to. I think it'd be too hard to participate in class discussions. Yeah, if I, I definitely. Know how Lydia dies. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, Should we do our media? Yeah, did you listen to it? I did. What do you think? So should uh, we? Let's yeah, yeah, let's give some context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should um, I do it? 
Yeah, sure. Because okay. honestly, I don't I don't really have a lot of background on it. I just sort of listen to it. Okay. I don't know a lot of background on it either, but I'll say what I do know. Um, and this is how it relates to the podcast, I guess. So mm-hmm. one thing we're trying to do in this podcast is uh, like a media review. Um, so we want to have a section um, every time where we talk about either a book. We just talked about books for a bit, but like officially like books or movies or certain podcasts or video games. Or, uh, I don't even, I don't know what the definition of media is, but, like... I think media is... A cultural, uh, you know... Just items. something something common that we specifically did some research into or yeah. looked into. So, so for in preparation for this episode, we both did heavy research into Lil Nas X's <laughs> new album, Montero. <laughs> um, research is a strong word, we just listened to it. And, uh, I, I listened to it, uh, while doing math homework. Uh, which I can do. I listen to it sort of similar, similar yeah. way. I listen to it while, like, doing French flashcards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. I was on a really long bus ride, and that's what oh, I yeah? did during. It's a good good time to listen to music. Yeah. And, well, we can already get into my thoughts. So, yeah, what do you think about the album? It's hard, right? Because I know so many great albums that I can't call it a good album. I would be too mad at myself. But some like I like some of the songs like they're fun yeah. to listen to, and they're they kind definitely of, they're, fun to listen to. Some of them are kind of like hype. Like I would oh, listen yeah. to it; they'd be good in like a video, or they'd be good to just listen to if I was doing some sort of something I need to be pumped up for. And I I like how some of the songs have like um, unique messaging. Like it's not the usual pop artist yeah, lyrics. Yeah, it's not. Um, and I think that's cool. At the same time, it's like. The album just felt like a bunch of songs in a list, hmm. not an album. And I think it's important for albums to have a structure and a story, and that just wasn't there. That's interesting. I thought... I I can see where you're coming from. I thought that it was very much an album, um, and I think, I think it had a good... So I didn't listen to necessarily all of the lyrics... Um, like mm-hmm. I heard them, but well, I didn't like. I didn't really too. like. I didn't like dig into them and like, uh, fully like, uh, you know, make an attempt to like uh, analyze every lyric. But I, you know, I did listen to them. But just the sound of every song, it's like every song sounds pretty different. That's like, true. Every song has a different feel. But then again, like, I don't know if I want to say this exactly, but every song sounds. Very similar. Like, it has a very similar feel to it. I like, think in a good way, almost. But you may yeah. disagree. No, uh... Like, every I'm, song I mean, is a little bit different, but it follows, like, a good, consistent style. It does follow a very consistent but style. they don't literally sound the same. No, like, they don't. You know, uh... I don't know this, but you know, like, the rapper DaBaby? Of course I know DaBaby. Okay. Every song sounds exactly the same. I see how you can say and that. And this was not the situ- that situation. Yeah, no. This was... But it's definitely... It definitely was a style. Like, like the the horns? That That's like... Yeah. Not very common for... That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. And they were dope. I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um... I thought some of the songs towards the end were a little bit... Was there... Was there... What was it? Katy Perry? There was a song with like Katy Perry. Really? Or like a famous... Doja Cat? No. It was Doja Cat, but I think there was also a song with Katy Perry or... Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, yeah. The last one. Same thing to me, but... Or Am I Awake. I didn't like that song. And I... I don't know. Like, the album... Okay. What I thought the album did well is 
songs like uh, Montero, right? The most popular song and probably I would say the best song, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, songs like that song did well, like uh, Hype, Exciting, or sort of, or even chill songs, but songs that the point was to sort of boost your mood. But then when it tried to get serious or sad, or like I tried to look at some of the lyrics when it was trying to get like heartfelt, I thought it didn't do well. There was two songs toward the end, and I was like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. At, at about, but maybe then again, that's just because we listened to the same artists and with the same style of music for an hour straight. Yeah, which uh, you know also contributes. Like yeah. by the by the time that the song "Lost in the Citadel" was playing, I yes. was kind of like, "All right, like I get it." How how many like? Uh, but is that is? I don't think listening to the album like that is the intended experience of it though like i can't imagine many people are sitting there after they listen to it once listening to it again they're probably just picking their favorite songs oh yeah no that's probably I mean, the way most people well yes but the mark of a great album is an album that you listen to that is so good you could listen to the whole album again do you do that with some albums oh i do that all the time but that's also like like a, with it with who yeah is that what you said um mostly for indie music but like there's a band called the microphones and I'm going to their concert, and they have an album called The Glow Part 2, and it's maybe one of the best albums ever made, But or Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco, um, or uh, Twin Fantasy by Carsey Headrest, and I'll just sit there and I'll listen to the whole album uh, while I'm doing something. And it's very unique. It's hard to find albums that do that, but I think... But also, you know, what, what am I talking about? It's a pop, like, it's a pop artist. It is you, a pop. You can't compare it, yeah, exactly. it to, like, legendary musicians. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's fair. Especially when that's not, I don't think that's what Lil Nas X is trying to do. Well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely building something of his own. I, I respect it. I mean, could you imagine blowing up that much and then being able to, like, continue? I'm, I'm surprised he's yeah. not a one-hit wonder. Yeah, it's I know you're, and he actually... He actually referenced. I for all right. I'm not going to be able to yes. remember exactly. No, what what you're you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a lyric where he says like, "Everybody thought I was a one hit wonder." Oh no, this is Industry Baby. That's um, literally the name of the song. Yeah, Industry yeah, Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- there's a lyric in there. Uh, should I pull up the lyric? Or... Yeah, if you want. All right, I'm going to look at the lyric. All right, let's see. I got to look at this. I got my computer right here. Um, and then you could also pull up the track list, maybe. Because I need a bit of a reminder. Sure. Uh, yeah, here it is. Funny how you said it was the end. Then I went and did it again. Yeah, and I mean, he really did. He did it three or four times. Well, yeah, now he's got an album. You know, he had the EP. He had the... Um, I don't know how much of his other music you listen to, but he has an EP. Uh, what's it called? You, know, you want to know something crazy, though? Sure. I listened to his rap music before he made Old Town Road. Do you have he rap a, music he was before a normal rapper? Really? I'll play it for you after this because it's like copyrighted. But he was a <laughs> he was a really really good, but like straight up like SoundCloud rapper. Interesting. And it's really good. He would use um he's a nerd, so he would use like video game. Really? He would use video game like uh, soundtracks and make beats out of them and then rap over them. What an interesting guy. I know, and he's and you know he like his he started getting famous off of a. Uh, Nicki Minaj fan Twitter account. I did not know that. Yeah. And Old Town Road also was like, before it blew up, like really blew up, because I, I listened to it when it was not popular at all. It was like a, it was like a meme song, and he would just make his own memes with the song and then yeah. post them, which is so smart. 
Yeah, like he just made hundreds of memes and yeah. posted them. It's like uh, it's like a new generation of artists that are like that, like you know, like did Old Town Road get popular on TikTok? Do you know, um, like is that how it got? Yes, like, I think that up? helped, but social media, social media. So like, so artists who are using social media to like, uh, like boost their brand and spread their music, like it's a new age. Yeah, it's a new age that I think that's it's about. Only a few years old, and you know, well, it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. And I, I think it's like a, a new age for everyone. I mean, it's new doors for every single person. You could sit there, make a project, and as long as you're consistent, it will become popular. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Just post it everywhere. At the same time, I hate, like, I hate TikTok, but. Or yeah. I don't. I just couldn't sit there and post things all the time. I would lose my mind. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's cool. The Roar should have a TikTok, but the I'm Roar not going to do it. Oh, wow. I oh, is not... Roar going to be a... Roar gonna, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to be in all all forms of media. We got a social media, we got a podcast. There's the newspaper, there's the online newspaper. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, all of which are... What? Better than another... Cer- another media. certain <laughs> Newton South newspaper. Um, newspapers, uh... Loose term. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Getting a little flamey here, I see. Um, no, but yeah, shout out newspaper. Can I shout out the Denebicast? Yeah, for Am sure. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, it's an inspiration of the yeah. show. Even if their articles aren't nearly as good. All right, well, I like the Denebicast. Like I would agree. I think that's probably the best part of Denebola. Or I... the fact that they post the cancel classes on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how much <laughs> I the cancel nice. classes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. How how long have we been recording for? Do you know? Um, yeah, I mean, this is 54 minutes. I think it's winding down to an end. Um, any concluding thoughts? Next. Yes, next, actually, I do. But say your, say your thoughts first. Um, a few topics we didn't get to that we might talk about next issue if you're interested. Israel. Potentially. Wimblock. Judaism. Potentially, classes. Potentially, potentially, potentially. All those things. Um yeah. What are your concluding yeah. thoughts? Um, my concluding thoughts are this was very fun. Um, yeah, I, I would do this even if it wasn't recorded. Same. I think that's the mark of a good a good podcast and some good chemistry. I I concur. I agree. Um, but my other th- concluding thought, which is not necessarily also, it's not necessarily concluding, but it is a thought that I wanted to mention at some point, is that um, being a guest on a podcast. Um, I guess I'm not really a guest right now, but I'm on a podcast, and uh, a long time ago, I wrote in a bucket list that I have, be a guest on a podcast, so now I, I can, uh, oh my god, are you oh, kidding me, of course, me? You're a, this counts, a host. I'm a host more, of the podcast, so um, I can uh, check that off the list, host, podcast, check. Something else we forgot to mention, we will be having guests on podcasts, yes, um, and we will interview them, maybe sometimes about Roar, sometimes about not Roar, and yep. whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in being a guest, maybe ask us. We should We should maybe... Is there an email that is, um, they can reach? We will set one up and put it in the description of the podcast. How about you DM the Instagram of the Lions Roar, yes. which definitely does exist. Or we may, at some point, create a Lions Roar podcast Instagram. Actually, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Actually, maybe that's not a bad idea. We'll see. Doesn't matter. But thanks for listening. We'll see. Yeah, wow. That's that was crazy. fun. Yeah. All right.
Bye, everybody. Have a good night or afternoon or day. Yeah. Peace.